Yo, 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 what's up, everybody? This is the End to End Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Young Nguyen, also known as the Prolific Ninja. My friends call me that. You can call me that, too. This is the End to End Podcast, the beginning to the end, the alpha to the omega, talking about life, happiness, fulfillment, entrepreneurship, motivation, inspiration, offering little morsels in this all-you-can-eat buffet called life. Back in the Bohemian Studios in the H-Town, uh, glad to be here. Um, we're starting a new segment today, a new segment. Uh, as you all know, I've asked if you all have any questions that you want me to answer to send them in to ask at the n number two n podcast.com. Ask at the n two n podcast.com. And so we've gotten a couple questions already. And so this new episode is going to be called Prolific QA. Prolific QA. So excited to bring this to you all today. So let's get right into it. Question number one What role does ego play? in success that is a phenomenal question phenomenal phenomenal question i'm going to start by saying it plays a huge huge role okay uh in a very positive way and we've about we've all talked about or i'm sure you've heard that sometimes ego is a negative thing it gets in the way of yourself which is very very true okay um but let me say this i would be surprised. You won't find anybody that has achieved a phenomenal amount of success without them having a little bit of an ego. And when I say ego, that doesn't mean being an asshole. Okay? Nobody gets to a level of success by being an asshole. You're going to burn bridges, rub people the wrong way. People are just not going to work, want to work with you. When I say ego, I mean confidence. There's a difference between ego being an asshole and ego having confidence. You see, confidence is built around overcoming your failures, right? You, you failed at something, you learn from it, you correct, make corrective action, you, uh, you address the mistakes, you address your weaknesses, and then you come back stronger. And each time you do that, you build more and more confidence. And that's going to come off to a lot of people as having a big ego. But that's not the reality. You're just full of confidence. Okay? The second part is confidence comes from preparation. The more work you put into it, the more confidence you're going to have. And the more confidence you have when it comes time to actually uh, uh, perform, let's say, in sports or present that board meeting at that board meeting or that sales pitch, or that job interview, the more confident you are, just naturally the energy you give off is going to be very positive. And sometimes it might be overwhelming. So those not ready to receive that energy um, may interpret that as having a massive ego. But again, ego is not being an asshole. It's not running over people. So it's not coming into that meeting or boardroom or whatever, just screaming and yelling and uh, insulting and just to raise your own um, persona. That's not the ego we're talking about. We're talking about the ego related to confidence. No one has achieved that high level of standard of excellence and success without high levels of confidence and high levels of being egotistical, so to speak. So ego does play a role, uh, but you have to keep it in check. Um, it used to be uh, <clears throat> when I was uh, a young entrepreneur, young lawyer, young business guy, um, you know, cutting my, cutting my chops, getting my licks in. Um, I knew through inexperience that I would not uh, 
in certain meetings, I, I wouldn't be quite there compared to those uh, older guys. Um, I was very mature at a young age, having had experience in my family's business, having gone through medical school, law school, started a few businesses early. But relative to seasoned veteran, veteran business owners and successful people, going into these large meetings at universities and, and business networking events and investor forums and all these things, I knew there was, there was a level of mismatch there. But that being said, I was confident. I was prepared. And actually, the trick that I used to psych myself up to build up my confidence and ego was before I stepped into any room or any meeting, uh, whether it be a deposition, a mediation, an investment meeting, an investor pitch, a sales pitch, whatever, right? I knew who was going to be there in the room generally, but what I would do, and this is a secret hack that you could try yourself, um, I would go into the restroom outside the office, wherever in the hallway, and I would look in the mirror and I would just say, you're the smartest guy in the room. You're the smartest guy in the room. You're the smartest guy in the room. Okay. That transformed my psyche to be ultra confident so that when I went in the room, regardless of who was in there, I felt I was the smartest guy in the room. Okay. And that allowed me to conduct myself as if I was the smallest, the smartest guy in the room. And therefore, uh, it, it, it helped me build that ego confidence that allowed me to either close the deal, um, get positive uh, action items out of the meeting, uh, meet the right person, whatever the case may be. And so I got that hack from actually from a movie. It's like an 80s, 90s movie uh, called Any Given Sunday. It was about a football team, the dynamics of Sunday football, and that any team could win on any given Sunday. Directed by Martin Scorsese, starred Al Pacino, uh, Jamie Foxx, Bill Bellamy. So great flick uh, uh, if you ever get a chance to watch it. But in there, Bill Bellamy plays the character of a wide receiver. And he's kind of a smaller uh, framed guy for that level of pro ball. And it was right before a huge game. And uh, you could see him uh, in staring in front of the mirror and saying something to the effect, you're the best receiver ever. You're the best receiver ever. You're the best receiver ever. Again, that is a hack to build up that confidence of ego to be successful. Okay, so going back to the question, what role does ego play? You have to have a sense of an ego in order to, to give you that little bit of competitive edge in order to uh, stand apart from everyone else, stand apart from the average. Uh, success is about competition, raw competition, right? So um, whatever gives you that edge to separate yourself you got to have and part of that is ego or extreme confidence in oneself again I cannot reiterate this enough just because you have extreme confidence in yourself that does not mean go around walking around like an asshole chest puffed out yeah yeah roar roar roar, roar. I'm the guy I'm the guy I'm the guy that is not what I'm talking about I'm talking about an ego in the sense of hey I know who I am I know my worth I know what I bring to the table. It's far and above everybody else. And so therefore, I'm going to go take what's mine. That's the ego that matters in the world of business and success. So that is a great question to start off uh, this new episode called Prolific Q&A. Uh, the second question I got, another great one. Uh, this stems from uh, the, my uh, podcast episode about relationships. And uh, this is a tough one. Um, 
The question was, I'm in a relationship, but our values do not match. Yet we still love one another. What do I do about that? Okay, so uh, there's a two-part question, and, 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 and this is by far no means of like formal counseling advice, but this is how I personally would view the answer to that question. Not knowing the specifics of how long you've been together, you know, uh, what, how old you are or what type of relationship or, you know, um, you know, have you met the families or are you moved in together or whatever? I don't know any of that. From a very high philosophical level, your values don't match, okay? The follow-up question to that I think you have to address with each other is where, are, where do you see your values going into the future, okay? Um, because even though your values may not match now, if you see them converging into the future and, and values around finances, family, faith or religion, uh, goals out of life, what you want to achieve, those kind of values, if you don't see them coming together, then I would say you may reconsider that relationship. Even though right now you may, quote, love one another, um, you know, those emotions, you, you never want to have your emotions battling your values and who you are in a relationship because that is never congruent. That'll, I will promise you now that will end in failure. You can't feel one thing externally to somebody else yet not feel true to yourself inside. Okay? You have to be true internally. You have to love internally first before you can exhibit those emotions and energies externally. Because what's going to happen is if you continue this relationship where you love them but the values aren't the same, it's going to be a constant compromise. It's going to be a compromise between how you feel with that person and how you feel towards yourself. And when you're constantly compromising and having to choose one or the other to keep the peace, to move to the next level, whatever, uh, you're going to chip away at yourself. And when you chip at your way at yourself, again, the thing that destroys relationships most, in my opinion, non-professional advice on this, it's not hate, it's not envy, it's not you know, greed, it's resentment. As soon as you start resenting someone, it's hard to recover from resentment. Because resentment is just the innate, just, I don't feel good about this person. Okay, you may not hate something, you may hate about the way they brush their teeth. Okay, no big deal. But if you resent them for doing something or having you have to sacrifice or compromise yourself, your true self, in order to stay together, that's going to be a tough relationship. I'm not saying break up. I'm not saying any of that. Okay, um, you know, that's on you all. My view would be you got to have an honest, serious conversation about what matters to you and what matters to this other person. Not just now, but as you go forward. Because again, relationships are about building for the future. If you go back to my podcast, I would say, you know, you would, you would hear, and I'll re review, is that there's difference between infatuation, like, and love, right? Infatuation, that like, that puppy love, that high about feeling, quote, in love is, is a temporary thing, right? Uh, my example was I could like this color Ferrari today. I might like a different color tomorrow. I might love this car today. I might love a different car tomorrow. I might love this kind of, you know, whatever suit today. I want this kind of suit tomorrow. That's a very temporal thing. 
relationships need to be built for the long term. And the only way to do that is through shared values. Because it's going to, like any business, any business team, any type of long-term endeavor, the values that you have is the focal point of what keeps the mission steady. Things are going to hit you. You're going to have highs and lows, ups and downs, um, you know, bad moments, like really bad moments in your pathway to success, in your relationship or your business. It's the values you hold still and true that keeps you centered and focused for the long term to withstand uh, these, these down moments that, that will inevitably happen. So um, I'm going to say to that question, you know, we, where, where the question again was, I love this person, but our values aren't the same. Well, that's a huge conflict. It's, an, it's a con- conflict that will ultimately, in my opinion, create some form of resentment either through you or through that other person where they're having to sacrifice who they are to appease you. And then over the long term, that will create resentment and um, it would might ultimately end the relationship, whether warranted or not. So my answer to that is you got to really drill down on what your values are, okay? And I'll give you an example. Hey, if, if there's a, cho- a choice between family or ultimate success because there's going to be a lot of sacrifices what are you going to pick okay the other person who you're with has got to understand your viewpoint and if their viewpoint is hey i choose family over ultimate success and you're like no i owe it to myself to be successful as far as i can and you know i'll sacrifice a little bit of family clearly on that critical important issue there's going to be incongruency and you're going to have to make a decision both of y'all and so if that's not a decision that's congruent, then it's going to create resentment. That's just a stark example. Okay? So have that conversation before you get ultra serious about this relationship. Again, I'm giving this answer, not understanding the dynamics of the relationship and so on and so forth, you know, how long they've been together and how they met and all these things. But to the answer to the question, understand the values because that plays the most, in my opinion, critical role in building relationships for the long term. This has been the first episode of Prolific Q&A. I am super happy to have this kind of feedback. Please, 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 if you have any questions that you want me to address or give some thoughts on, ask. Email them to ask at the end number two and podcast.com. If you found value in this episode or any other of my episodes, please do like, share, comment, subscribe, follow, turn on your notifications because anytime we pop up something new, I want you to know. Um, Please do like, share, and follow and subscribe. All social media platforms at N number two N podcast, N number two podcast. And let's go. Prolific Ninja out.